Hello and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at The Strad. Siblings Sheku and Eister Kanemason joined me for a conversation recently. We spoke about their new album featuring cello and piano works by Barber and Rachmaninoff, certainly pieces which are very challenging for the pianist. Good luck, Eister. We also spoke about collaborating as siblings. How do they keep professional and family life separate? Find out right now. Sheku and Isata, welcome to the Strad Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you both here today. We're going to be talking about your album, which is coming out in November, called Muse, featuring the cello sonatas by Barber and Rachmaninoff. First of all, Sheku, can you tell me what made you both decide to record this particular repertoire? The decision to record this repertoire as a, as a pairing actually came from um, we were performing this as a program in recital um, quite a lot over the past um, two years, I guess. Um, and in concert, they work really, really well as a as a pairing. I mean, they're very, very different in terms of style and the way they're they're written for the two instruments. But there's something, I guess, in common in, in terms of the the intensity and I guess directness towards the the emotions. That's what drew us both to these these sonatas. Um, and then we were performing them a lot at the end of 2019 and start of 2020 and then planned to continue performing them for the rest of that year. And as you can imagine, um, those didn't those didn't go to plan. And so we sort of had this repertoire that we'd really invested a lot of time and, and thought and wanted to continue to, to do so, but not the performances to, to help us do that. And um, and so we came up with the idea of you know planning to do a recording of these two sonatas. It was a nice way of sharing this repertoire that we felt very, very strongly about. So as a cellist, um, I am actually a cellist myself, um, having performed the Rachmaninoff Sonata before in the past. Um, can you tell me, uh, you know, like, what are some of your favourite moments in the repertoire from a cellist's point of view? I think it's playing this piece as a cellist is one of the greatest joys that you can you can have. There are so many amazing moments. Of course, there are some of the best melodies um, ever really and I, I love I love the fact that the role of the cello is so flexible throughout the, the piece of music of course it has a lot of the the melodies but it has some beautiful sort of inner parts and counter melodies and duets with some of the parts of the piano it has some great bass lines um, particularly in the second movement and yeah I guess the interaction between the piano and the cello is very very special the third movement is my favorite movement I think it's it's incredibly yeah incredibly beautiful and touching and and um yeah very very special to play yeah that's a beautiful movement and favorite of a lot of people i'm sure not just cellists but also you know trombonists and <laughs> violists as well Isisha, I wanted to ask you about this repertoire from a pianist's point of view because you know they are really challenging parts and i know that barber has written some very challenging repertoire for the piano and we don't really need to say anything about Arachmaninoff and the type of music that he wrote. But, you know, what's your take on all this? Do you sort of feel like you need an extra pair of hands when you're playing this music? Like, how did you react when you first knew you were going to be recording this repertoire? Well, I think the good thing about Arachmaninoff is it is challenging, but if you leave yourself enough time, um, he's a composer that if... It's written so, so well for the piano, and he is a person 
apparently did lots and lots of very very slow practice and he but he plays with such incredible clarity and speed so I often start off by practicing his repertoire very very slowly and that kind of feels like the best way to learn it because then you get it under your fingers and then once you've done that you realize that it's actually it works incredibly well and he's thought it all through and it's actually in many ways very comfortable and so I would say that it's not that it's it is difficult but if you take that time to really go into all of that detail, then I think it's actually really, really enjoyable to play. Um, for me, the, some of the most enjoyable music to play. And luckily, by the time I knew I was going to be recording the sonata, I'd already learnt it. So then I was just excited to go into more and more detail and um, just really take the time to explore, explore the music. Yeah, it's very idiomatic writing. And so long as you say you've taken that time, then it's worthwhile. I do feel like in my experience, a lot of there are a lot of cellists out there who want to play the Rachmaninoff Sonata, but they're not necessarily able to find a pianist because they're all like, no, I need two years to learn this piece. <laughs> so I wanted to also talk to you guys about your collaboration, not only as musical partners, but also as siblings as well, because it's, it's a slightly different dynamic from what a lot of musicians are used to. And, you know, I imagine you guys have been collaborating for a very long time now. Tell me what it's like working with each other as siblings. You know, does it make it easier? Does it make it harder in some ways? I mean, as you, as you say, we have been playing together, I would say, since... I mean, for me, since I was eight or nine, or yeah, something, something like yeah. this, and and so we've been playing. Yeah, we've been playing together a lot, and have played a lot of repertoire for cello and piano over the over the years. And I think it's nice, particularly when performing, to be on stage with someone where you trust their their playing and trust the way in which they they listen. And of course, because we work together a lot, we have developed um, common sort of musical priorities and, and, and principles um, whilst retaining of course our individual personalities um, but it's yeah it's it's definitely very very nice to have someone that you've that you know very well as a person and um, and, and as a musician. So what happens when you have musical disagreements you know for example when you have opinions that you feel very strongly about but they're quite different how do you separate that from you know family life and rehearsal time? Mm, I think um, we've always been able to separate, as in when we start rehearsing together, we tend to switch into professional mode. Um, I mean, when we were younger, I think we'd mess around more in rehearsals and I'd get angry and there'd always be, but as soon as we got older and we had important concerts, we were all aware of that. And so we very much are really focused during our rehearsals. And then when that's over, then you switch back into family time and it feels like quite an effortless switch. So yeah, that hasn't been a problem for, for many years. <laughs> it hasn't been any sort of slamming the bedroom doors as you storm away. No. <laughs> Shehu and Isata, thank you so much for your time today. And we look forward to hearing your new album in November. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. That was cellist Sheku Kenamason and pianist Eisda Kenamason. You can check out their new album called Muse, which is out on the 5th of November on Decca Classics. And don't forget to head to our website, thestrad.com, to check out the latest news and articles on all things to do with string playing. And if you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. Don't forget we've got 50% off an online subscription for students. How very cool. Check the show notes for the link. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Bye.